warm welcome to everybody. Hi, I'm Angie, if you don't know, um, and I'm going to be bringing you the message today. So first of all, I was wondering, has anybody done one of those ancestry tracing your history type things? Anybody? Oh, we've got one there. Oh, fair play. Oh, very good, Sue. Uh, my uncle uh, looked into our family history a while back um, on my mum's side, and um, he gave my mum a book of his findings. He presented it all beautifully, and it was quite amazing to look at, actually, and to find out things about our history that we didn't even know about. Um, I obviously remembered my granddad and my great-granddad, but I didn't know any further on than that. Um, but uh, he managed to trace it back to about the 1800s and something, so that was quite good. Um, no exciting um, connections with royalty or famous people, sadly, so that was a bit of a shame. But, you know, it was uh, interesting, to say the least. You know, people in, who were in the war and things and what their family life was like and what their jobs were. Um, it was just really interesting to just to find a bit more out of that, about our history history um, and um, even though yes it wasn't we weren't famous sadly um, just yeah funny things families aren't they um, you can find good things and you can find not so good things when you kind of dig around a bit um, but uh, yeah I've, I've found it interesting as my kids have grown up the bits that we look, oh yes, you've got my nose, or you've got my hair, or you look like your dad, or you've got his ears, and things like that. Um, you know, interesting, which, yes, all lovely things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we can find within our families uh, relationships that, you know, you can get good things and you can get not so good things in, in our families' um, histories and lives that, you know, you kind of find out about each other. Some things you, you would like to have the sporting ability of your uncle or whatever, but you wouldn't necessarily like to have the flat feet of you know, someone else, or, you know, things like that. It's just quite interesting isn't it um i was reading a book recently about um, being an emotionally healthy disciple of jesus and we talk often about being a disciple of jesus but this was a really interesting book about our emotional health um, and i find that a fascinating subject um, and this author spoke a great deal about um, the role of our family um, history in, in um, how we've been brought up and how people in our past have been brought up and how it can affect our lives in an emotional way, just without us realising it half the time. Um, some things you can notice, obviously, um, that you might want to bring into your family life uh, from your parents and some things not so much. Um, but it was a fascinating uh, read, actually, about... So just interesting things about things that you wouldn't even realise, the reactions you have with your family members could come back just for how you were taught and how people did their lives in the past. Um, and, you know, regardless of where we are in our, in our life at the moment, single, married, um, young, old, with children, without children, everybody has had a parent, which is, you know, everybody. Everybody's got that connected thing. Everybody has had parents in some form or other, um, and everybody is a child of a parent in some form or other. We're all, we are all children, and we're children of God. So regardless of whether we've experienced positive or negative things, we have that thing in common. And of course, as I said, nobody's perfect. We've, we've got those... You know, we've got those good physical traits. We've got those maybe we'd rather have dark hair than blonde hair and things like that. Maybe the balding situation um, might, you know, we might not want to go that way. Um, but, you know, we've got, we've got, we can pinpoint those things physically, but we can also pinpoint those things emotionally in our family lines and our ancestry, which produce positive or negative emotional reactions inside us as we go forward and as we live and as we deal with people around us and, and those that are close to us. 
um, because of um, experiences that have been passed down from parents, grandparents, and how we've dealt with our own lives, uh, wherever we're at in our lives. Now, God's um, own original design and desire for us was that the family would take place where his love was central. That's what his ideal was. He wanted us to live in families and have him at the centre of our lives and therefore have his traits um, in how we dealt with our families. And all the commandments God gave us, they come down to loving God and loving others. And in Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40, Jesus is asked, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so this includes our family relationships. It's not just a general thing. We can bring it right down to our families and how we deal with our family relationships. And the fifth commandment that I'm looking at today in Exodus 20 verse 12 says, Honour your father and mother that the days may be long in the land and that the Lord God is giving to you. So God is a relational God. He's a together God. He's not on his own. He's in togetherness with his relationship as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So they're together. And he seeks relationship with us and wants us to be in a life-giving relationship with each other in our lives, in the friends and the family that we are placed in. And he's a God of love, as we've said before. He's that loving father. He is the ultimate perfect loving father. And that's how he relates to us from this place of love. And he wants us to love those who we're connected to. And as I said, in the physical family, but also in our friendships that we have in life, in our connections that we have with one another. He wants it to be a core of love in the connections and in the, in the relationships that we have between us, between him and us, and between each other. And to illustrate this desired structure for our relationship, he created us to be knitted together. He designed people to not live on their own, but to have that connection, to not be individuals, as, I mean, everybody is an individual, but to have connection with each other in our workings, in our dealings with people, families, societies, people groups, where unity is there, where communication is central in how we live and how we move forward so that we're not doing life on our own. We're doing it in communication and connection with other people. And that reflects God the Father and how he communes with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. They are three in one and they are together, <coughs> always communicating and being in unity with each other. And we're designed for that togetherness as we relate to each other. Now, there are lots of references in the Old Testament and the New Testament regarding fathers and mothers. From the mention of all the genealogies in Genesis and Matthew, you go down and there's name upon name upon name upon name of all the family members, and you think, wow, that is, there's a, an immense amount of families going back there to creation. Um, and there's also instructions on how we live in the Bible and how we relate to each other. And this shows us the importance of communities and growing together and family life and how we live with each other. And we see this included as part of the Ten Commandments, which initially was given back then uh, where Moses gave the Ten Commandments out. 
They were instructions on how to relate to one another within the family structure where God's blueprint of love was present. It wasn't just rules. It was, it was because it was working his love out. He wanted it to be a relationship as we li lived with our families. And it was that relationship of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father that he wants to infuse into the people at that time. And so this inclusion of Exodus 12, verse, uh, 20, verse 12, which is also referred to again in Deuteronomy, says, Honour your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, and then you will live a long, full life in the land your God is giving to you. And it's an expression of God's desire for love and commitment in that family. And the family is the closest body of people that we're going to come across. However we've been brought up, hopefully we've had that family, a close family together, a whole body of people that we've been connected with. And it's God's desire that this would be that expression of God's love and a reflection how to, of how to honour God, and it's reflected out in the family. And in the Old Testament, we see the ultimate desire for those living in that family unit. Proverbs 17, verse 6 says, Children's children are a crown to the aged, and the parents are a pride to their children. And again, Proverbs 1, verse 8 and 9, where the young men are instructed to listen to their fathers, and their mothers teach him. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your neck, and a chain to endure your neck. It's just showing that that's what God intended for us, that the way we were to live together would be a, a positive um, instruction to raise up the children and, and teach them in the way God wanted them to go. And throughout the Bible, there have been instructions as well in the New Testament. So it's not just in the Old Testament. We come to the New Testament, and that also gives us some good instructions into, into how to relate to our close relations. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3 and 4, instructs us in the following. Children, obey the, your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on the earth. But it's not just to the children. In verse 4, it mentions fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I often, I often say sometimes to my husband, <laughs> bless him, hello, if you're at home. <laughs> um, you know, if the kids are getting a bit funny, um, and he, he says whatever he says, and I'm, don't exasperate the children, but, yeah, joking aside, it's, you know, it's a relationship. It's not just that the parents, um, it's not just that the children are to obey the parents. The parents, us as parents, are meant to encourage our children and give them love and support and help them in their lives. And it's a relationship that's too both-sided, isn't it, with mutual respect and mutual treating each other well, those that we live with, to treat each other well so that we can be the best people that we can be with that encouragement behind us. And we are taught that it pleases the Lord when we, as when we are children, and even growing up when we submit and we obey our parents. And we have to be mindful as parents in how we deal with our children to, to encourage them, because it matters how we talk to them and how we relate to them. Because it's it, God's way helps us to have that positive going forward because we're go we're, we know that we're in right relationship with God and we're treating our children in the same way. 
with love and compassion. And God made us that way. He made us and he knows how we work. He made us to know that there is a, a good way, a healthy way to live our lives in community with each other. And he, wants to, he wanted to bring us into that freedom so that nothing would hinder our lives and we would grow and healthily and just blossom um, in our relationships and as we grow up. He knows how we're wired. He knows what makes good sense to us because he's made us. He knows that the child-parent relationship, at its best, at its best in the way he designed it, he knows that that is how it is, is right and good to be uh, displayed in us. And so that's why he gives us that instruction, because he knows that we will be able to live well in the land and deal good, well with each other. So that parent relationship, that child relationship, is one of those places where, because it's so close with each other, we can learn more. Um, obviously, you know, you're at your... You're at your most vulnerable when you're in, at home, aren't you? You're at your more relaxed when you're at home. And you can be who you are when you're at home. Whereas outside, you know, you might feel you have to sort of act a certain way just to, I don't know. But at home, you are more relaxed and, and, and that's, you know, you're more who you are at home. And, and so it's where people rub up, you know, rub up against each other, so to speak. And you can, we, can, we can learn how to deal with well in those situations. But just like our family trees, God knows that sometimes our experiences aren't all that good or even awful. He knows that although he's got this commandment, that's why he gives this commandment, this is the, this is the ideal. We, he wants us to live that godly way towards each other. But he knows that sometimes it doesn't work out like that. He knows that and he sees that and he sees our hearts and he sees our situations. He knows that people are not capable of sometimes treating people in the right way, or they are capable of not treating people in the, in the right way. And he sees that pain, he sees that hurt, and he wants to come into those places where it hasn't been perfect, where it has been awful, because he wants to heal us and he wants to bring us his wholeness where things have not gone well and things have not gone as he intended initially. And he, he wants to show compassion. He does. He looks upon us and he wants us to be healthy in those places. And where we haven't, where we haven't experienced that goodness and that, that positive upbringing, he, he, he wants to move in those places. And he wants us to get the help we need if we've had situations where it's not been good. He doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to get help so that we can be free and be safe. <laughs> And so if anybody has experienced situations which have been not good, um, then please come and talk to us if you need help and we can help point you in the right direction because God is a God of freedom and love and he wants us to feel safe and he wants us to live safe and he wants to help, help us in these situations where they may have gone wrong. So do, do feel free to you know, come and talk to one of us at the end if you need to. And God is the one who brings that love to us where we're hurting. Isaiah 49 verse 15 says, Can a, a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. And I think that is so powerful because even when things have gone desperately wrong, God is always, always faithful and God is always, always wanting to meet us in those dark places 
and bring us the healing that we need. And God is able to bring us the healing that we need. He is the only one because he knows us so well. He knows us perfectly. He knows us in every little intricate way in our lives. And he is the one that we can let into our hearts to bring us that healing. And while I was reading this book on emotionally healthy discipleship, I realised in my own upbringing how attitudes and ways in my family, that just how, you know, how we dealt with conflict for a, a, a situation, um, <clears throat> and you know, how it impacted my life and how I then can grow up without challenging it. I can grow up just repeating the same way of correction or the same way of dealing with my children out of the brokenness that I've experienced. But it's there, it's in those places where I've been realised, where God has pointed those things out to me and, and where he's, he wants to move, where I can open up my heart to him and I can ask for his perspective. I can ask for his love to heal me in my places where I've been hurt and his truth to come in. And it re-points me back to the way of God and I can then step forward and walk in what he, how he wants me to deal with situations rather than in how my past um, relationships have taught me how to deal with situations. And he, can, he leads me into forgiveness. So I've, you know, wherever I've needed to forgive um, people in my, in my past, in my upbringing, I've, I've asked him to just come and deal with those things and help me to release them to God. And as I have released them to God, I have seen a change in those, in those areas. I've, you know, I've, I kind of, the hurt is not there as much as it was. And then if it is still there, then I've asked him to come in and deal with that bit and that bit and that bit. And wherever I felt um, a, a negative sort of reaction towards how I was raised in different aspects, I've asked him back in and in and in to bring that layer upon layer of healing because it goes deep within us. Um, you know, there's lots of things that go so deep that we don't even realise. But as we ask God into those places and, and allow him and give him access to those places, then that's when he can bring that full healing um, and, and freedom into our lives to allow us to, to move into life in a, in a freer way and in the way that he intended in the first place. But this doesn't only relate to our physical families. Um, we as a church for example we are a community and we are a body and we are a family here and we so we have brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers <laughs> mothers and daughters and daughters and sons so we've got all of it within our church family as well in the family of God and God desires for that to be a good relationship between each of one of us as we grow and as we relate to each other um, he wants us to be intentional in, in, in growing those relationships and encouraging one another within our community because we, we are the family of God. It's not just physical family, it's a spiritual family. We've got we've got vast amount of, of cousins and you know brothers and sisters in our spiritual family. We're all children of God and we can learn from so many spiritual fathers and mothers in our community um, and we learn from one another, we serve with one another, and there's so much that we can learn from each other, especially from those that have been Christians for years and years. They've got so much how they've experienced life, how they've persevered in life, how they've persevered through struggles, how they've just kept on, how they've been faithful, how they've been faithful in service, how they've have just done their walk with God. We can learn so much from each other. Um, from, from those that have journeyed for a long time and also from those that have journeyed from a short while. The teenagers, 
we can re just relate to them and get such a different perspective on life from our young teenagers that, that they see things in a totally different way than we've seen them. And, and it's amazing the wisdom that comes out from those people, from those teenagers when you chat to them. And it's just really encouraging that God can use all of us to encourage each other along our journeys of faith. It doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are, God can still use us and wants to use us to encourage us and build each other up as a body. So as the band comes back up, I just would like to say, if you feel God is speaking to you about anything that I've mentioned today, if your experience within your family has not been positive, or if you're experiencing tension within your family relationships with your children, your parents, or just different stages of life, if you realise that some of the ways you were raised is causing you problems and difficulties in how you relate to each other, then we will have a prayer ministry team at the side uh, during and after this last song who would love to pray for you and just ask God into the situation so that he can begin and carry on his work of healing in your lives and in all of our lives because we all need it. Um, because God sees our everyday lives. He sees our hurts. He sees way back. He sees all of it. He's above time. He sees it all. It's not just limited to now. He sees everything that's happened to us. And he wants to see us healed and whole and bring us healing health for our lives. And if you're not a Christian today and you would like to know more about a family, what it means to be in God's family, and know his love and his acceptance then please do speak to us at the end of the service and we can give you more information and encourage you on your questions or things you'd like to talk about. So let's just pray. Lord God, we do thank you that you are our perfect, loving, heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God, that you know all our experiences with our parents. And thank you that you are the God who wants to bring healing and wholeness to us where we've been hurt or wounded in our relationships with our families. Lord God, I just pray that you would show us where we need to invite you in to bring change and healing into our hearts. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to surrender those areas that are really painful to you, us. And help us, Lord God, release us into forgiveness, Lord, and wholeness. Re release us into being able to forgive people. Help us to let go of things, Lord, that we need to let go of. Help us to give them to you. And thank you, Lord, that you want to lead us and guide us into your freedom and into your truth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to stand up and worship with us.
Okay, I'm going to pull us to a close now. But um, um, if you've uh, joined us today, and it really, um, thank you, Angie, for that word. And I feel like going and doing my genealogy now. Who do you think you are, Paul Tucker? Um, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's just remembering our, you know, our relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and and the the way that they interact and how they want us to enjoy some of that uh, with them and them as our our creator and friend and parent and um, yeah. Um, if that has really touched you today, then um, we had, do have guys here ready to pray if you want to pray uh, have some prayer um, uh, please come forward if you've joined us online I hope you've enjoyed it uh, and um, just a couple of things just please remember to go and get your kids it's always helpful to not have kids left here for the week um, so please come and get them there are uh, games and beanbags and activities in the overflow they are over there for kids to play with after the service while we're all enjoying teas and coffees and uh, normally we ask you to put your chairs away but please could you leave them out today um, as uh, they need to be out for tomorrow but um, I'm going to uh, quickly pray and then we can um, gonna have tea and coffee Lord I thank you for your never ending reckless love for us that, that kind of sense of just you're just willing just to go out your way and just do crazy things it because you love us so much. That kind of sense of just, just amazing, amazing love. Lord, I, I pray that we would really have a sense of an understanding that you are our strong tower, that you are the one we can run to. You are the one that lifts us into uh, heavenly places with you. And Lord, we thank you. I pray that this week, this week you will uh, bless us, you will make us conscious that you're walking with us um, and lift us to uh, enjoy uh, being in your creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.